Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. Joining you guys where we're actually looking at the camera this time instead of just looking at each other because that was the top comment on the last video when we did it in person they were like i don't think we've actually seen the <laughs> side of connor's head before ever because he's just always looking straight at the camera so uh we are back from mobile alabama we're back for the senior bowl and uh we are back with a vengeance as they say because this is the post senior bowl two round mock draft baby we think we, we can't just do a first round mock. there's gonna be some senior bowl players in the first round that we draft here connor but we had to get the full senior bowl flavor add that second round for the good people how you doing my friend how was travel back i'm good man listen i'm I'm excited you and i get to be home for you know it feels like a couple hours and then we're gonna be <laughs> 48 we're gonna be hours doing, we're gonna be doing a podcast in vegas so if you want to see that we're not just uh Somebody was saying that we were AI uh, on the on the other one. I think that was really right. good. The, the comments correct. were absolutely all world. I was laughing before we get into the two round mock draft. So, as I told the story in the last pod, Trevor picked me up in the sweet Jeep Gladiator, uh, <laughs> and, and after lunch, after the last practice, was nice enough to drop me off to the airport. So, because I flew out first, and on the way, we're sitting in a ton of traffic. Believe it or not, Mobile that uh airport boulevard a lot of traffic a lot of traffic people don't think about it but and and i was like dude no sweat i was like go through this airport every year there's never anyone there the security last year i got to the metal detector and the tsa agent was like oh you you don't look like a bad guy and they just let you through like no (laughs) shoes on it's like it's really wild so we're laughing i don't think that's how that works actually i don't i don't know if that's the process so i'm real confident Profiling in the wrong, profiling in the wrong way, actually. One hundred percent. Please at least stop me and and have yeah. You gotta you gotta check everybody. That's why you're there. So I get to the airport and I it's pretty empty. I mean, there's no line, right? It's not like an airport where there's like clear and pre-check and all this. Just one line and there's never really anyone on it. Only a handful of people. And I take all my stuff off. I go through the metal detector. And I'm, you know, I come through it and stand there while I'm like, oh, am I good? He's like, actually, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I turn around and they have the screen with the radar. It's like a human stick figure. And the detector, the radar will Mm -hmm. show a part that pops off when you go through it. And right in my crotch is just a giant red, like (laughs) Mayday signing. So I look at him. He looks at me. 
and he's and he just starts going long-winded all the explanation of what he has to do and and it's going on and on and on <laughs> and i'm finally like dude i was like you have a job do what you have to do like no hard feelings i was like but there's nothing in there like that's just <laughs> that's just my crotch so he explains it and you and you're thinking like and you don't take your clothes it wasn't like that i stand right there there's there's like literally old women going through security like witnessing the hands going up the jean leg and this is just going on and on and on and obviously i don't i'm not hiding anything in my pants so then it just stops and he's like okay and i'm like okay and he's like yep and I'm like, that's it. And he's like, yep, no explanation. Nothing. Not like this is what could happen. Or what? This is what I, nothing. They so didn't like, even tell you why it went off? Nothing. And I've flown a lot since over the last couple of years. I've gotten popped for like, like my shoulder sometimes will get stopped and they'll just, be, it could be like a bunched up sweatshirt or things like that. And they always tell yeah, you, I mean, like, if, oh, you out, if you worked out a bunch and it's oh, just yeah, like, you know, like, like, traps, like, yeah, like, oh yeah, older <laughs> shoulders, you know what I'm saying? You know, it'll they'll always, off. it's like really fast. And they're like, oh, sorry about that. It happens all the time. I'm like, ah, no worries. This was like a long thing. So, and I was early for my flights. So I didn't care about that. So I'm like, okay. As soon as I turn around, there's an old woman going through the bags. She's like, whose suitcase is this? And I'm like, that's my suitcase. So <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm thinking to myself, I flew out of New York, LaGuardia, same suitcase, same crotch, did not get stopped, <laughs> did not get stopped. And she's like, is there anything in here that's going to cut me? And I'm like, no, I'm like, just a microphone stand. It's not sharp. Don't worry. The only time I've ever gotten stopped in my suitcase is when I pack our equipment. Right. And even right. that's like maybe once every two years. Right. Digs through everything, goes through zips it back up and just doesn't say anything and just right, puts good. it down. No, not even that. Just stared at me. And I took my bag and went on my way. So all this boasting to you in the car that it'll take 20 seconds turned into the most wild adventure at, at TSA in Alabama ever. But I'm, I'm good. It was a good trip. Everybody's just doing their job. They took it real serious this year. They heard my my banter. Well, the first guy didn't take it seriously. We're going to get his ass. It was just like, ah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're, you're good to go. Oh, and no, then, he, he dug around. Yeah, the first guy didn't. This year, they were on. They were not messing around. But they were on it. They had the system of checks and balances. You know, it's what the country is built on. Right. Making, right. making sure that, uh, you know, you're not sketchy. No, no. Makes, and I, I, mean, I got through. I, I had to return the rental car, and it took me literally 20 seconds to get all the way through. So I didn't have the same kind of uh, I didn't have the same kind of luck that you did to have the wonderful interaction yeah, that you did lovely. get through airport security. So, all right, well, you made it, which is great. Because we've got an absolute beast of an episode here. A lot of people said like, oh, you know what, commented on our Senior Bowl video because we did it after day two and they're like, oh, what do you think about this player, this player? Right. We didn't have time to get to everybody or unload all of our thoughts on players. And I figured the ones that y'all really wanted to hear about, we'd probably get to in this mock draft. So we're going to fire up the PFF mock draft simulator. We got it right here. Oh, you love to so see it. Selecting two rounds. Oh, this is going to be fun. Connor, you want to pick for odds or evens? What did we do last time? You'd think I would check this before I... I've not known if you we've... think I remember, you have not been paying attention. <laughs> I think I actually did evens. I'm almost sure of it. Uh, the Jets and the Bucks have evens. That, that's why I remember doing evens. Okay, I'll do evens. You want to do odds? That's all you. Okay, all right. So I'm going to do odds. 
We're going to enter the draft here. You're so going to do evens. Just for... <laughs> yeah, what did I say? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to do odds. All right, I'm no. going to... Yeah, just, just, absolutely, just, just, just absolutely take over. Yeah. I got the draft. Sit yeah, aside. So, yeah, so uh, you're pay, you're taking Caleb Williams at one, and I just click Brock Bowers, just, you know, for tradition at this point. Oh um, okay. So you're going to go with the odds. I'm going to go with the evens. Who are you taking at one? I'm going to take Caleb Williams. And not, I know. Not really a stunner. Not shaking it up. I, I'm fascinated by all the chatter this week. You, you know, know go, right? ahead, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm curious. I, what I have you just, been seeing? Because I've been I, seeing a lot. I was just going to say, I didn't hear as much Drake May chatter as I thought I was going to. No. Right? No. That's it, all I, that's all I was going to say. We haven't heard a peep about Drake May. Right. I only heard about Caleb, like like going number one. Well, people. that and then there's also been a lot of ups and downs of and I don't buy any of it this time of year. I don't think anybody knows of, you know, will he avoid the Bears? We we did this game with Joe Burrow. People forget this time that year. People mm-hmm. were like, oh, could Burrow avoid the Bengals? They're a cheap franchise. Like it was this whole thing. And it ended up not being a thing at all. So as it stands right now, I think Caleb Williams is the first overall pick in the draft. And I think that is by the Chicago Bears. And he ends up, you know, not trying to leverage his way somewhere else or the Bears get cute and dance around the draft. And I, I don't think they're moving forward with Justin Fields. I will make that clear once again. Uh, so I think Caleb Williams will be the number one overall pick to Chicago. OK. All right. So we got Caleb Williams going number one. We're not doing trades in this mock draft, just so everybody knows. Uh, we'll probably have a mock that we do pre-combine, post-combine, yeah. something where we will actually do trades because it becomes more realistic uh, to actually predict that. It's kind of tough to do that before free agency really begins. Uh, and I think mocks with trades are a lot more valuable and a lot better exercise once you have free agency underway. So that's why I just wanted to do a disclaimer for people not doing trades in this mock. Washington's at number two. Dan Quinn's the head coach. Don't know who the offense coordinator is going to be yet, which, all right, how do you feel about Dan Quinn being the head coach of Washington? It's not Ben Johnson, which I think that they're pretty pissed about, even though right. they're, they're going to come out and say like, oh, it was Dan Quinn all along. All right, well, if it's Dan Quinn all along, why didn't you sign him the day after the Cowboys got out of the playoffs? Right. Huh? huh? Yeah, so I'm not right. buying that. They wanted Ben Johnson. Uh, he left him at the altar. They settled for Dan Quinn, but anybody who's listening to this podcast knows I like Dan Quinn a lot. Do you like Dan Quinn in Washington? I do. I would like to see his staff because I, I am still operating under the assumption this franchise needs to draft a quarterback at two. And as we've seen, it is vital what your offensive staff looks like. Uh, and, and that's why I once upon a time was so optimistic about Washington because they got Adam Peters. I thought it was a lock. They were getting Ben Johnson and you staple Ben Johnson to a quarterback at two. There's a lot to look forward to. Now, I'm not saying they're doomed. Dan Quinn has had success in this league. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that it becomes a little bit more of a windy road. Yeah, I I, 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 I can't I can't wait to see who they have as their offense coordinator. Chip I Kelly? Have, I have heard Chip Kelly. That is that the name something. that continuously gets put up at the front of like, oh, yeah, could be Chip Kelly, might be Chip Kelly. And when Chip Kelly's the fun one. I like, yeah. It's I fun. Like, I do like it. How about the the I want to see I want to see Chip back in the NFL. The really college do. play caller has kind of been a little bit of a hot thing right now. I yeah, mean, but, I, I know Cliff has worked in the NFL, but Cliff getting a job, 
being Antonio Pierce's OC. Yeah. And then now we've we've seen a lot of rumors about Grubb going to the Seahawks. That would be something. I wonder, and maybe we talk about this more with the rate. You know, we're talking about it now. It's fine. Um, I wonder if the the Cliff pairing with the Raiders was more owner or GM driven than like Antonio Pierce driven. Because Antonio Pierce seems, I don't know, a little bit more old school, like a I little agree. bit, like a little bit more like run the ball, kind of a balanced offense thing. And Cliff's not right. really. So I wonder if because it took them a little while to hire Pierce. So yeah, did the higher up say, "Hey, you could be head coach, but almost say we get pick of offensive coordinator"? It happens more than people realize. I just wonder if that's going to be a thing if we're it's going to come out and you know it probably won't come out if they're having success but it will come out if they're failing if that is the truth i think somebody's going to get to the bottom of it because they're going to want to defend one side or the other so if that is true i think maybe we find out one day anyways uh drake may to the washington commanders and this one's not gonna be any, he's not gonna be any different for me uh i i still think that it's gonna be one two caleb williams drake may and uh the senior bowl did not change that so. No, I'm with you all the way. This is how I would have the start of the draft go. Now is where it always gets interesting. By the way, this is a this is what we think will happen. Correct. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Just just so we're on the same page, and so everybody out there is on the same page as well. The Patriots at three. I know there's some talk. Hey, they could take Marvin Harrison Jr. They could trade this pick. Everybody. I think the biggest Senior Bowl takeaway I come with rumors wise is that everybody is trying to gauge, is there an entry point into getting a top three quarterback in this draft? And when I say that, I mean, would Chicago, Washington, or New England pick up the phone for the large amount of teams that are on the outside looking in that want a quarterback in this draft? And that was a big thing everybody was trying to figure out in Mobile. Teams included, I'm saying. They're trying to figure that out. I'm operating under the assumption that New England... As much as the foundation is very poor right now and bare bones, they don't have any skill talent, really, a lot of skill talent. They don't have a great offensive line. I think they still have to take a quarterback here, Trevor, at three. Or I think they I think they will take a quarterback here at three. I think this is where the debate gets interesting because they can take a godfather offer from a team that wants to come into this pick to take Jaden Daniels, who you see on the, the screen godfather right now. Offer. The I godfather like offer. They could honestly get the best player in the draft in Marvin Harrison Jr., which is a need. But I'm going to go Jaden Daniels here. I think New England, they they just hit the reset at quarterback with a new coach and really a new everything. Yeah. If Jaden's in this conversation as a top five pick, it is hard to picture the Patriots going a different direction. Right. For as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, it's hard to see them not doing this. Um if he wasn't in the conversation, I think it'd be a little different. Like if Jaden was viewed as even like a mid first round pick and you're talking about the wide receiver, but anything close to a top five pick, that's close enough. You're taking Jaden Daniels. So I agree with you. Um, Arizona Cardinals, number four, easy. This one is going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. He's the best offensive player in this draft. I think there's a lot of hype for some of the other guys that we've talked about more recently. These senior world players, you know, like, oh, like, do you maybe go with an offensive tackle? You know, we, we just redid the the um, Cardinals fix your franchise. We talked about how DJ Humphreys, you know, tearing his ACL. Is he going to be back? Are you going to have a hole at right tackle? Or do you want to fill that at four? I just, 
don't think they're going to pass up the best offensive player in the draft in Harrison Jr. So I'm sticking either. with the chalk and I'm going, uh, I'm going Maserati Marv here. All right. This, I don't think any big surprises here. It will start to get interesting. It probably does now with the Chargers at five. Who, Jimmy, Jimmy, they, they could, at the helm, baby. Yeah. They could, right. He's been on a wild media tour, of I course. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has to be on brand. It's excellent. I'm going to go. I think Brock Bowers is in play here. I really I, do. I do right. Too. Yeah. I'm torn between him, neighbors, and a Dunze, all being options in this spot. Man, it's crazy. Bowers was that guy that for so long we were like, we love him. He's so good, but we can never find a spot for him in the top 10. And now it feels like it's starting to skewer the league. Just like this guy is so good. He's going to go. Just mm-hmm. accept it. He is going to go. So I'm going to go with Brock Bowers in this spot at five. Now, once again, I'll be I'll caveat. This one's a little more wide open on offense. I think they could take neighbors. I think they could take a Dunze. They could take a tackle. I don't think that's as likely. But Bowers is seen as an absolute game changing offensive threat. Chargers fans aren't going to be happy with no, it. They get mad every time we do this pick. And I but I get uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is going to be on the table. It's on right? the table. Might be the main course on the table. Draft night, Flame and Yon. Jimmy likes to fillet Mignot. Uh, Jimmy likes to play that heavy personnel, man. Right. You go back to the San Francisco 49ers days. I know it's a different age of football. It's 10 years ago, but like the Vernon Davis usage, like, I don't know. I think he sees this guy as as a true chess piece, and I agree with you. I think that uh, I would be going Brock Bowers as well. Six of the New York Giants. So we've got Malik Neighbors on the board, Roma Dunze on the board, any offensive tackles on the board. You know, from what we were hearing in Mobile, I think it could be any of quarterback if Daniels makes it, Jaden Daniels makes it one of the top wide receivers or even one of the top offensive tackles I, for as much as I've read the quotes on Joe Shane saying that they don't, they're not giving up on Evan Neal. There's a difference between not giving up on Evan Neal and having the opportunity to take offensive tackle number one at sixth overall and potentially move Neal inside and have one hell of an offensive line. Because as long as Neal would be, I mean, I don't think any tackle is like cool with kicking inside a guard, especially one who's as young and as talented and as picked as high as Neil was. But I think the way that you that you spin it to Neil is like, hey, it, 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 we're going to draft this guy and we're going to create one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and you're going to be a part of it. When you when you hit free agency, if you hit free agency, whatever, like you'll have the opportunity to cash out. And so maybe that's how you motivate him along the way. I know that kind of like shoots you in the foot a little bit because he'll probably look to go be a tackle somewhere else. But if you move him anyways, he's going to go look to be a tackle somewhere else. Maybe you get trade value for him if you want to get move on from him then. I think there's a lot of things that are on the table with offensive tackle for the Giants, but I do think all of those positions are there. I am going to switch it up. I think we often go Malik Neighbors as the second wide receiver off the board. Since summer to the Giants, it feels like at times. I feel like a lot more people are talking about Romo Dunze than... Malik neighbors. And I don't think that means neighbors is going to have like this massive drop or anything. You just hear a different, a different kind of enthusiasm for the year that Odunze had and the type of receiver that he is at his size. So I'm actually going to go Odunze here at number six, even with Malik on the board. 
I agree with you. And I, I don't agree with the league's take on this. I am much higher on neighbors. I think he's man. He's in any class. He'd be the number one guy. It's just Marv's in this class. But yeah, Dunze is highly, highly thought of. And I do think there's something to the Giants, especially that it's the Darren Waller situation has not really worked out. The Giants do need size at the position. They do. Like they need a six foot three perimeter target. So maybe that'll play into their minds as well with that pick. Seven, the Titans. I yep. mean, they're sitting here and they're just like, wow, you love to see it. We'll take Joe Alt at seven as we try to really get this offensive line right. This is an easy one for me. And man, if you're a Titans fan right now and you're, you know, thinking of developing this offensive line and Bill Callahan comes over to work for his son, Bill Callahan, one of the best offensive line coaches of this last two decades, you feel really confident in this selection and the development of this selection. And a guy in Joe Alt that's already great. Yes. But he'll just become that much better. Yeah, yeah. Bill Callahan going over there, it makes oh. the world of a difference, I think. And you know, he's going to be in that room with his son's ear. And, you know, of course, with Rand, too. Yeah. And he's going to be like, I watched the tape. This line was certified cheeks. <laughs> certified. Go, get, go get me an absolute destroyer. Play him next to um, Skaronsky. Mm -hmm. uh, they could run the ball again. Falcons are on the clock here at number eight. Do we want to do the fields trade? It's a classic. It is a classic. Well, let's assume the Falcons get a quarterback in the mold of Fields, Cousins, a legit starting quarterback. Okay. Oh, you're saying to actually have the pick in the second round. Correct. Yeah, my IQ obviously is not. It was not too bright <laughs> in that response. We said that we weren't going to do trades, but when right. We do, it was when a we... pro player. It's not to go up for a prospect. It's a little different. I don't know. We'll just leave it and leave we'll it as is. The yeah. Falcons. Address like even mm, they're going to be aggressive though. Like this is a team that I think could even trade up, try to trade up once now, again. Now the big, who's coming out of their pick? Yeah, right, right. That's the part that's tough. And you're probably gonna trade. Well, maybe you don't trade for Fields until draft night. Maybe. Yeah, I mean that kind of shows your hand. The Got to do something. feels like Atlanta will be aggressive in the pro market. I don't know if they can afford to go into this draft and say, hey, maybe we'll be able to get up. That's a All scary. Right. That's a scary situation. Unless they fall in love with Penix, Nix or McCarthy. I, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't think they ultimately will, but I'm just throwing it out there. So Raheem Morris is the head coach. We got Zach Robinson as the offense coordinator. All right. I do like that combo. I think Raheem's going to want a defensive guy, right? I think he's going on an edge rusher. Yeah, they need an edge rusher. We say that every year, but we mean it. Yeah, no, we really mean it. We really mean it this I time, mean, guys. We're, we're, we're being serious this time. I mean, Malik Neighbors would actually be sick. That'd be so sick. I don't think they're going to do it. No. I think they're going to go with the pass rusher. I, I don't know. Between Dallas Turner and Jared Verse. Well, the best part is we do 900 of these going up to the draft, so we could just go back and forth each time. But in a serious conversation, I would think verse. I actually I think, am also leaning verse. I would. I Number one, 
I and I don't know. I don't want to say I don't know if this is true. I had heard some rumblings that they were one of a handful of teams that was excited about the idea of him being in last year's draft. And then he went back to school. Mm. Like when Burst had that monster year, there were a ton of teams that were, you know, evaluating him like, whoa, this dude is going to go way higher than we thought. And I heard Atlanta was in that big group of teams. So that doesn't I'm not saying that means a ton, but it just goes to show you. They know this need and they know a lot about this player. And we talked about how high we thought of verse last year, right? I mean, the man should be a Las Vegas Raider. You know, like he right. should be opposite Max Crosby oh, wow. right now, which Lethal. would have been which would have been awesome because when I interviewed um, Jared Verse, he watched Max Crosby. Which, by the way, I talked to Laatu Latu at the Senior Bowl as well. If anybody caught the NFL Network clip, that was pretty yeah. funny. It's a lot of hands, a awesome. talk, little hands talking going on. But I also asked Latu because this is the dude that's got a super deep pass rush bag, and I said, "Okay, very clearly you watch a lot of guys." And he smiled and he's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Who do you watch the most of?" Max Crosby, TJ Watt. I swear to you, all of these dudes watch Max Crosby. They do. All of them. They watch Max Crosby. I've heard Max Crosby's name more than Nick Bosa, more than Miles Garrett, more than Micah Parsons, more than Vaughn Miller. Like, I've heard Micah Parsons' name, or sorry, I've heard Max Crosby's name more than anybody when I ask these prospects who they watch. But yeah, I mean, that's a nice little tidbit there. I'll go verse. I'll go verse here at eight. I think it's close. And I also wonder if like they do want that heavy handed power defensive end, like somebody who, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I love Dallas Turner and what he could do as a pass rusher, but damn verse can get after it too. And I think that, I think Raheem Morris is really going to make like that uh, smash mouth style that he's got. So we'll go Jared verse here at number eight. All right. Nine, the bears who we had take Caleb first overall. I'm gonna no, go. Not, no, not not we. You did. Don't don't throw me into that. When Bears wow. fans yell at this pod, they're yelling at you. He does not want to be associated with Caleb Williams. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll take all the credit. <laughs> I masterminded the first overall selection and took Caleb Williams. I outthought the entire football world. You did, and I will do that once again by taking Malik Neighbors at nine. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even think about this. This is wow. I mean, him and DJ Moore with Caleb Williams. This is a dangerous dangerous offense you have shane waldron who did a great job utilizing lockett and metcalf and neighbors and more their skill sets actually are a little similar but they're both such good players you don't really care about that so that's an explosive offense uh jets at 10 man welcome to the thunderdome for you so i still think i still think it's got to be offensive tackle right good start um, <laughs> yeah so i still I still think it's got to be tight end. Speaking um, of lines that are certified cheeks, the Jets and the Titans, they get breakfast together every day talking about it. <laughs> Speaking of which, Hilton Homewood, fantastic continental breakfast all week. Just I like that they change up the breakfast meats. They did. Yeah, it was dude, a nice it was, touch. Dude, it was, it was sausage links this morning. You missed out. Oh, they had that day one and it was phenomenal. No, no, no. Uh, wait, oh, links. Yeah, 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 like links. Wow, they're yeah. deep in their bag. They're like the Leatu Latu of the Continental <laughs> Breakfast. It's amazing. Shout out to Hilton Homewood Suites. All right, uh, people in the comments, let us know what is the best part about a Continental Breakfast? Like, what's the best food item that could be out there? What's your go-to? What do you load up on? Sneaky what do you go play. for a second plate for? I what do you throw in the backpack for the day? There's always a lot of goodies. <laughs> sausage links? Yeah. Oh, man. It's just bare sausage why links? Why does you, you your laptop smell like sausage links? 
<laughs> you sicko. Uh, okay, so the Jets at 10. Um, I think I'm leaning old Vushano here. I like where you're thinking. Even even with, so I, I thought Talize Fuaga at the Senior Bowl had some really nice reps. One with power, a good amount. He could get to the landmarks decently quickly, but you could tell after going to watch, especially watching some of the All-22 from him, you can tell that just because he could make it to his landmarks on some faraway kick slides, it, it's, he didn't. He didn't have great balance if it was really stretching him far from his stance, like far from the line of scrimmage. So there were a couple of times when guys would kind of notice that and even be able to beat him with power, which does not often happen with him just because he he was still a little off balance. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to anchor. So we saw a little bit of that and some of the limitations of why people think he might be a better guard than a better offensive tackle. I still think that you start him at offensive tackle. No question about it. I still think he's a first-round player, but... I am going to go with Olu Fashano here just because I've, I've never really been worried about the pass rush movement or sorry, the pass protection movement with him. And I think that's, that's, that's where the jets are going to land. I love it. This would be a home run for the jets. If Olu falls to them at 10, they need a top tier pass protector with good feet that can mirror pass rushers on an Island for Aaron Rodgers, And that's the guy. So I'm a, I'm a really big fan of this scenario and the jets making the right pick 11, the Vikings, this is one that is where it starts to get interesting. This run of the Vikings, Broncos, and Raiders. I think all three teams are very interested in quarterbacks. I think that the question is, will they grade the guys outside the top three high enough to take them? I feel and, like no. And I feel like I lean no yeah. at the moment. Yeah. After this week, I lean no. I, I do think... There's a there is one for I think Denver is the one of the three that Sean Payton would be like, F this. This is my guy. Sure. It's going to work. I could see it. Yeah, I could see that. So for the Vikings here, who quite a bit of quite a bit of needs in this spot, um, <laughs> quite a bit of needs. Can you scroll up a little bit? <sighs> so needy. On the players. Yes. There we go. Man, I think. Cooper J. Yeah, but once again, I don't I don't know if Cooper's gonna go in the top 15. Jackson Powers Johnson at 11. Man, what a week he had. (laughs) He will come off the board in this draft. Oh, I mean, yeah, soon. Yes, that is for sure. Man, I'm tempted to take Terry on Arnold in this spot. Oh, you think he's gonna be CB1? I think he's in contention. You know who's in contention? Quinnon Mitchell. Yeah, I've got him a little bit lower. Yeah, I, he won't. Neither guy is corner, is corner one for me, but absolutely in contention. Yeah, I do think that he raised his stock to that that conversation this week. Yeah, so I I don't know. I've, I don't I feel like I, they could use. I don't know a, if they're going to go corner though. I was going to say I feel like they could use a front seven player as well. They yeah. are also, they're the Vikings are going to be a lot easier to evaluate after free agency because if they do really bring Kirk Cousins back it becomes a little bit more cut and dried as it stands right now. Everybody's going to be wondering, you know, Damn. what happens if they don't, I, they need pass rusher. They do. I was just looking at their roster and it really hits you. I feel like they'd go Turner. Turner is, is going to be the pick here. It, I think Latu deserves to be in consideration, but with the kind of mm. athlete Turner is and the different ways you could use him in this defense, I'm going to go with Turner. Yeah, this is going to be fascinating because I saw Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Adolfo Mensah at 
on the sideline. They were Mobile. grinding. Shout out to them. They were. They were on the sidelines. Yeah. They were grinding. Um, and they got to see Latu up close and personal this past week. And if they're in this situation and they ha- they're having this debate, and if they end up going with Turner, that will be a valuable thing to remember about this regime moving forward, leaning towards more athletic traits. Because like I've said this before on this podcast, and I'm just prepping people for it. Latu is not going to test like an elite athlete. He's not. You know, I hope he tests like an average athlete, to be honest with you, because that's kind of, you see a little bit of that on tape. I've talked to some people at UCLA, and that might be the case with them. Um, I was chatting with him a little bit about like combine training, things like that. And so I don't think it's going to be elite athleticism, but it don't matter, man. I mean, you, you cannot knock the production that this guy has. So depending on where they go between these two guys, if it's a debate, that'll be valuable for us moving forward. So are you going to go Turner? I am going to go Turner. I I took a long road to get there. That was a tough one. You know, God bless the broken road. Brings me back to you. It's all about Dallas Turner. People don't, people don't realize that that song was actually written about Dallas Turner going to the Minnesota Vikings. Denver Broncos at 12. So you set me up here. So that Sean Payton could just, Totally throw a wrench in things with the quarterback. I wasn't I, even I really I wasn't think he, thinking quarterback. I wasn't even thinking I, quarterback yet. But who's going to be their quarterback then? They can't wait to get rid of Russ. I know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Kirk. Mm. I mean, I guess have like, all that rust dead money right? and then they're going to go pay Kirk 45. Yeah. First team with, do they not have a second round pick? I don't think they even have a second round pick. Wow. Yeah. This is our, this is our only selection for the Denver Broncos here. I think Sean Payton's going to take a quarterback. It's just a matter of who Well, he might have to, he might have to. I think Nick's is going to be regarded higher than Penix. Um, although to clarify what I had said on the, on the Wednesday show, cause a couple of people pointed this out. Oh, so I don't, I guess this is just how it happened. As I was watching practice, I saw a lot of really nice Knicks throws. And then I went back and I watched some of the all 22 from practice and yeah, you see him playing tight. And that, that was, that was kind of like my reaction. It's a little like, uncomfortable at times. He, he just wasn't playing loose. Like you could tell, like some of those under the, the people who are getting on him about like, there was one rep where he had what looked like an egregious underthrow. I think he very clearly either did not have grip on the ball or right. the wide receiver just ran the route that he didn't think that he was going to run. And you got to remember, it's an all-star practice. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but you're getting dropped into an environment where you're playing with wide receivers and playing in a playbook with an offense that is all brand new to you. So for the people who are going after Bo for that one miss that was kind of egregious, it's just like, Okay, do you think his arm strength is that bad? Because if you don't, then you're just kind of like knocking a guy for not knowing the route that his wide receiver was going to run. So I think that that was kind of silly, but he was definitely playing tight and and not 
he he did not have the accuracy uh, consistently that I had kind of seen from him on certain reps through the first two days. I thought day three was better. I thought he had a really nice throw under pressure, which just was a beautiful ball to the running back or the tight end who was coming over the middle of the field, perfectly in stride in the red zone drill. That was beautiful. He also had a shot to the corner of the end zone that was great, but Penix did as well. So I thought both those guys were okay. Penix probably had the overall better week. Bose was not great at the beginning, but I think ended a little bit better. So I just wanted to clarify that because we talked about it um, on uh, on Wednesday's show. But I do feel like the NFL's higher on Knicks. So if we're going to quarterback here, it's a predictive mock. I'm going to go Bo Knicks. All right. So I'm going to take, take him at 12. So Sean Payton gets his quarterback. The Raiders on the clock. We talked about how they hire Cliff Kingsbury. They obviously stuck with Antonio Pierce. I think this is another team that's going to look heavily into this quarterback class. And I'm going to go with Michael Penix in this spot. Now, so, you do, so you do think he goes this high? At the end of the day, I think he goes top 20. Okay. I All think right. another spot that interests me, if Grubb gets that job in Seattle, I wouldn't write off Seattle. Oh. At 16. I mean, sure. Gino's Gino has one more year left on his deal. New staff. Yeah, I, and what what did I see I, about the the Saints like committing to Derek Carr for the next two years? Oh, did that right? come out? Uh, I mean, we kind of said on the pod like they made their bed with that. Quick deal. Google, quick Google here. I'll do tw- I'll do Twitter. Yeah, Roto World restructuring been- Derek Carr's contract. Oh, so they can get a crap ton of. Salary cap space. I, I mean, this, they're the salary cap goats. <laughs> In not a great way. All right. Saints to make two-year commitment to Derek Carr. Yeah, what are they saying here? Who's, who do we got here? Uh, uh, we're they're doing expected, this live. They're expected to restructure his contract. Okay. So they're, then, yeah, they'll move the money around. They'll make it basically impossible for them to get rid of him for the next two years. Yep. So they can clear salary cap space. Kind of kind of nightmare fuel, but oh, wow, yeah, what are you going to do? Chills. Okay. All right. Yeah, they can convert all but the vet minimum to a signing bonus to get his cap hit down. This is from NOLA.com. Did a great job with this. Get his cap hit down to 14.2. It'll clear 21 million more in salary cap space. But obviously, there's consequences to all actions, folks. That means Derek Carr could be around for a long time. Anyways, the Raiders, I don't know if it'll be Penix. I feel like this is a team that, like many of these teams, it makes sense to be aggressive to get a quarterback and see what you could do with development. Yes, Aiden O'Connell is there, but more importantly, see what you could do with development with this new era from their coaching staff that and Tom Telesco as well. Telesco's a guy that's fallen in love with a Pac-12 quarterback with a big arm before. I'm not calling <laughs> Michael Penix Justin Herbert, but you know Telesco values traits and guys that can make big throws. So I, w- I just wouldn't be shocked. I'm going to go with Penix at 13. Okay. It's kind of so funny that Bo and Penix go back-to-back. These guys just can't get away from each other. No, they any can't. Any aspect of life. I kind of felt like we were going to have division. these players a little bit lower just given the fact that none of them like grabbed the QB1 title from this past week right. by the horns. But right. I, th- I thought so too, but then you get to the end of round one and you're like, there's not a lot of landing spots that make too much sense. And I just don't think either of these guys are falling out of round one. I don't. Yeah. 
we're get. I think we're getting six quarterbacks in the first round this year. Six. I think McCarthy is going to go in the first round. I don't I, love it. Uh, you can pick him in the first round. Uh, I won't. You I don't won't. have a selection. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. You're making me do it to make your you look right. Yeah. All right. We'll see, folks. We'll see if that actually happens. Am I going to hang Connor out the draft? No, there's no trade. There's Tune no trade. The next episode mod. of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, uh, all man. right. So the <laughs> New Orleans Saints at 14. I guess no quarterback. So I think offensive tackle is still big for them. Yeah. Pete's a pending free agent. He is. That's a that's a big one on the market. Yeah. Trevor the Penning will get paid. Not great. I wonder if they really move on from Trevor Penning while the current kind of regime is still there. Or, or do you just go take... into camp and give him a shot? Say your Hail Marys and your own fathers. You can't do that, though. I, I agree. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I think tackle. Yeah, I mean, it's probably Fuaga, right? Because you're basically, you're basically replacing Pete as a player who can play tackle or guard. And you start at either. Basically, wherever you need to play Trevor Penning, you can play him, and you can play Fuaga at the other spot. Right. But is Ramchick going to be their right tackle? Yeah. And do you have confidence that Fuaga could play left tackle? I, I like Fuaga a lot. I don't see him as a left tackle. Well, who else is going to play? Like, the next three offensive linemen are right tackles. I know. Right? I, th- I think ultimately Mims... Well, I mean, even 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 the next well, four, like even if yeah, you put Guyton right. into this, they're all right tackles. No, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird spot. You got to get to Kingsley or Patrick Paul before you really. That's hot. For, that's early for them. Yeah. Okay. I think you just take Fuaga because I don't. They took Brzee last year. Yep. They could take Latu, I suppose. They could, but, he, but he's not really their type at all. No. I don't think we've had that pick happen yet. I don't think he's their type of player at all. I think you're on it. I'm going to go Fuaga. Okay. Fuaga at 14. Play wherever Trevor Penning's not. Colts at 15. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty confident they'll franchise, find a way with Michael Pittman. Okay. I, I don't see that him getting away from them. So, and I'm not saying they don't need another wide receiver, but they, they're not, dying at wide receiver this line was a lot better this year after it was a disaster in 2022 i think bernard raymond's taking some really nice steps ultimately i would go i think corner here and i know they've taken flyers on corner like juju brents and jalen jones but i think they need another outside corner so i'm gonna go terry on arnold in this spot Okay. All right. So CB1 still. It's a very Ballard. It's a very Ballard pick. Ballard's SEC roots. Oh, is he like he I think he came up as the SEC scout. Mm. Ballard. I'm pretty sure I have that Has right. Has he been heavy on All right. Now actually that you mentioned this, I'm going to look. When Has he been heavy? Has he been heavy on the SEC? Obviously Anthony Richardson. Uh they drafted Darius Rush last year as well. Jalen Jones is from AM. Those are later round picks. Yep. 
Didn't have an SEC pick in 2022. Uh, Vandy, Florida in 2021 with Odeyingbo and Sean Davis. Nothing in 2022. When did he he start there? He's been there a while. Yeah. I feel like since 17, right? Shoot, yeah, a while. Yeah, really long time. Oh, I think early on he might have been SEC. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, Alabama in 2016, Quincy Wilson in 2017 in the second round. Anyways, you know, I, I don't think it's like SEC or bust. No, but, I, but I, I, I wondered if that, I mean, it's good background information. I wondered if that would. Uh, yeah, he was an area scout for the Bears, I think, for 10 years. And I think a lot of his responsibility was was in the SEC. Was the Southwest. Yeah. Um, pick 16, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, easiest pick ever after this week. Jackson Powers Johnson, it's right? Pretty awesome. Yeah. Easiest pick ever after this week. I mean, interior offensive line of the Seattle Seahawks is a major need. Damian Lewis, Evan Brown, Phil Haynes, they are all unrestricted free agents. Wow. Um so there's a lot of young guys that would have to they've step got up. uh Olo that they drafted from last year who could play like one of the interior offensive line spots, but I think you get a centerpiece of your offensive line in Jackson Powers Johnson. So you keep him there. Low moving costs. Talk about that on this pod. Nobody else wants to. It's a thing, people. And I mean, Powers Johnson was just truly Dominant. one of the best, if not the best prospect that we saw in Mobile this past weekend. Day one and day two domination. Didn't even play the or didn't even play the third day. Didn't need to. Did not need to. So yeah, we're going. Uh, we're going JPJ here at sixteen. Jacksonville, they have a fascinating free agency period. They got to find a contract for Josh Allen, their pass rusher. They could lose Calvin Ridley. They've got a franchise tag him, right? You probably have to. You can't I mean, let him leave. You can't let him leave. And Josh Allen truly has all the yep. leverage you could ever have for a defensive end. All the leverage the you could ever have. It's not cheap, but it might be the route they have to go. If not, you're paying this guy like, what, 30 mil a year? He's basically coming to the table like, yeah, give me 30 mil a year. And what did the Jags just say? No. Right. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> they can't lose him. Actually, no thanks. Go find that somewhere else. And he'd be like, bet I will. Man, what a time to have a great year. Right. 17 and a half sacks. Yeah, you're basically, you're franchise tagging him, hoping that he plays well for you. Maybe not that, I don't know. You you obviously want him to continue to play well, but shit, man, 17 and a half sacks. I mean, he's got, like I said, all the leverage in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to at least franchise tag him once. And I think that's why they could lose Calvin Ridley in free agency. And why I'm looking wide receiver in the spot for Jacksonville. You got to keep the weapons around Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go Brian Thomas in this spot, Trevor. Get a real vertical threat. I'm a big fan. Yes, there's other needs. I think their line needs to get better. Uh, Obviously, I guess you could look at the secondary. But I I think after free agency, they'll be a wide receiver heavy team. All right. All right, we got the uh, we got the Bengals next. Before we get to the Bengals, we got to talk about our friends over at Fabric by Gerber Life. If you guys got a family out there, you got to protect them with term life insurance. It is the smartest thing that you can do uh, from a financial standpoint. And the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done. So you guys can focus on whatever else the year is going to bring you. It was designed by parents for parents to help you get high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policies in less than 10 minutes. They got flexible policies that'll fit your family's budget like quality policies with million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. 
Get your personalized quote in just minutes and apply whenever it is convenient for you all online into your schedule. Go from start to cover less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. You can join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric today to protect their family and apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash stock exchange. That is meetfabric.com slash stock exchange. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash stock exchange. Policies are issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Man, Cincinnati... Interesting spot here because the offensive tackle could certainly be on the table for them. I, tight end would be as well, but Brock Bowers, he's not making it to 18. So I think they lose Jonah Williams in free agency. I think they also lose Jonah Williams. So you definitely are looking at offensive tackle. We've got some good ones. We've got JC Latham. You know, I wonder if um, if Tyler Guyton has made the jump already I to this so. top 20 conversation. So you take that guy, kind of develop him as a, as an athlete, and he played really well at the Senior Bowl, even with some hints that he still needs work when it comes to the the technique, the hand placement, just locking onto those blocks. I think that he's still in consideration here. And then DT won, like whoever it's going to be. You know, maybe they lose BJ Hill, or sorry, not BJ Hill, um, DJ Reader. Maybe they don't. I don't think that's a sure thing that they're going to lose him. You could draft a Byron Murphy. You, know, you could draft a Jerzon Newton. These guys are both here. <sighs> Ultimately, though, it is Joe Burrow. And he is the most important part of this franchise. So I'm still going to go with J.C. Latham, the offensive tackle from Alabama. Okay. I think he's better. I do. Um, I like this tape better. Um, I think he's a really, really good, good player. Moves super well for 360 pounds. Um, and he's very talented and he deserves to be a top 20 pick. So I'm going to go lay them here to play right tackle for the Bengals. All right. The Rams are on the clock at 19. This is pretty easy for me. I, it's actually, I shouldn't say easy because they really need secondary help. They do. They do need a corner, but I'm going to take Layatu Latu in this spot and beef up the pass rush. Moving costs, low moving costs, moving cost pick, low moving costs. Latu stays in LA. He had a great week. He had a great week. He just seems, I know you talked to him for a while. seems like a great yep. dude. Very yep. into, uh, obsessed with the game. Incredible pass rush ability. The rare college pass rusher that has legitimate pro counter ability. He can get himself unblocked in 90 million different ways. Lots of to the Rams, who very well could be a top eight player to come out of this draft when all is said and done. Yeah, uh, when I talk to Latu, you know, I, I just I, I don't think the medicals are going to be an issue for him. You know, a lot, a lot of people kind of right way. It, a lot of people like bring that up, but I just I don't think the medicals are going to be an issue for him. And and when I was talking to him, dude just loves the game, loves being a pass rusher, loves the art of pass rushing, what it takes to be great. And even with some lower athletic tests that that we might see from him at the combine. The tape doesn't lie, if you will. And and he had reps where, okay, he lost originally with athleticism. And then he had the handwork and the counters and the the muscle memory to be able to just whip right by some of these guys anyways. So that's somebody, to me, that you take in the top 20. It's too valuable. We get the Steelers on the clock at number 20 here. I think corner is probably what we've got to go with here. Cooper DeGene. Is still here, and I think you, you and I really like Cooper DeGene. We had him as a CB1 in this class. Do you think Quinion goes above DeGene? I do. I do. It's not what I would do, but Quinion had a statement week. 
since it's probably him. That makes a lot of sense. Kool-Aid, they all make sense. I mean, the Steelers need corner help. And these guys are worthy of being mid-first round picks. I think it's, I think, I think. I think Quinn, I think Quinn is really trending that way. He could be CB1 in this He draft. very well could be. All right, let's do it. We'll go Quinn Mitchell at 20 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Dolphins at 21. I think this is a team that it's a weird one, right? Because you feel good about Armstead and Austin Jackson finally looked like the player they thought they were getting this year. Their entire tier offensive line is is free agents for the most part. I'm going to go with Troy Fountain out here. And you take okay. him. He could be a guard as a rookie. But if you eventually move on from Armstead, because he's just going to get old or injured or the contract, whatever it is, a year or two down the road, Fontenot could also be your left tackle. All right. You know I'm they cool love it. to run the hell out of the ball. That dude is a game changer in the run game. All right, so we're going foul now at 21. Eagles up at 22. Oh, where did I read that they that Lane Johnson was talking about Tyler Guyton? Interesting. That old OU connection? Yeah. Because Lane Johnson... Let's see. What's his contract? He's still under contract for the next couple of years, but man, I like he's 34 this upcoming year. They're not going to move on from him. They, they like to get the the guy, the next guy in a year early, though. They do. That's their they thing. Do. That's how he's thing, which I respect the hell out of. It's very wise with offensive line. And it's trench play. Right. Like they developed Mylotta. They wanted to develop Dickerson and Jurgens. It's just what they do. Yeah, Jeff McLean had this. Oklahoma's Tyler Guyton has a potential mentor in Lane Johnson as heir apparent with the Eagles. Oh, I think that that uh, that Lane said this. He's like, I told Stout, which is Stoutland, their offensive coordinator, or sorry, their offensive line coach. If y'all pick somebody, I think Tyler would make sense. Kelsey worked with them to pick Jurgens. Wouldn't be the first time they. They worked with their offensive linemen to draft offensive linemen. Let's do it. I don't think this is far-fetched at all. Like you I, mentioned, I th- Howie likes to look ahead. Right. I think Guy- I think Guyton is a lock for the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, too. His play was too good this past weekend. There the Texans. Good. I'm going to take Johnny Newton in this spot. Okay. But you know what? I'll say this with Murphy. That scheme really lets guys pin their ears back and go. Sheldon Rankins had a great year rushing the passer. And it's no coincidence. Rankins goes from Salah's scheme, where he was really good, to Miko's scheme, obviously very similar. They came from San Francisco. So there is an intrigue for me here with Murphy, but I'm still really high on Newton, and I think the Texans need that beef and a guy that can constantly get off blocks in the interior. The hand fighting is just so beautiful. He's yours on Newton. Yes. And I think he's an underrated pass rusher because of the defense he played in. That's fair. I can see that. Cowboys are up at 24. Hmm. Can you draft yeah. a head coach? Yikes. Sorry. Yikes. 
D-line, O-line. Let's look at the depth chart here for him. Biotish is a free agent. Tyron Smith's a free agent. There's Tyron no Smith way he goes free anywhere, agent. right? No. It feels so... I mean, obviously, though, he's not going to play forever. Right. I don't think Terrence Steele really had a great season. I feel like they're a lock to take whatever right tackle falls to them. Yeah. They probably would love Guyton. He's gone. They probably, they probably would love that's Guyton. Their, that's their sure. kind of guy. Built like Tyron Smith, we'll coach him up. Which makes you probably think they'll Mary's go for Mims. Mims. I, think, <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, we, just, we right. just described the next guy up in Mims. Mims is still here. I do agree. I feel like you might be able to play Mims at right tackle, and then when Tyron Smith retires, maybe you flip him over, or maybe you just draft and bring in a different guy anyways. Yep. Yeah, let's go Mims. Let's go Mims here. Did you hear my voice crack there? Jeez. Yeah, it's okay. Good Lord. What am I, junior You're high? growing up. Shout out to everybody in junior right high. before our know? eyes. The young draft analyst watching the podcast. Um, all right. Packers at 25. Very easy. Cooper DeGene, great fit. Can handle a lot of different responsibilities in the back end. Oh, yeah. In their new defense. So, yeah, no Jabari anymore. So, yeah. Cooper DeGene, I mean, I think he could be a big nickel for you. I think he could survive it outside corner. He could play safety. Ball hawking skills, great tackler. Love this fit for Green Bay. Bucks of 26. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, was, that was the most disappointing all right I've ever heard in my life. You looked at the board and you're like, well, it's like, well, it was like, it was like uh, the hangover. Yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think first round, you never want to kind of pigeonhole yourself into, you know, a, a singular pick or a singular position, but it's got to be corner pass rusher for this team. Um and they've got Carlton Davis. They have Jamel Dean. I think just that unit as a whole is just so very up and down. If there's the right corner there, and I think Nate Wiggins would be the right corner. I just wonder if they're going to take a corner round one. I feel like it's got to be a somewhat of a priority for them, but are you going to do that in round one when you have Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean? I don't know. That, so I'm a, little, I'm a little hesitant there, even with Wiggins and McKinstry on right, the board. Right, de- capitalizing the depth of the corner class. I like Braylon Trice, but, you know, I like Braylon Trice and I like Chris Braswell. But my issue is you kind of already have that guy with Yaya Diaby and you have a really good athlete, powerful dude who isn't necessarily a great doesn't have a lot of pass rush plan. Like, isn't a finesse type of a player. And do you want another one of those guys? Maybe you do. Like, maybe it makes sense for them. I, I think I'm, I'm I'm leaning that direction anyways, but I'm just a little, I'm a little hesitant for those reasons. I get it. I don't, I don't think they'd go anywhere else though. Like, I don't know if there's another offensive, like Jackson Powers Johnson being gone. I don't think they're going to be tempted by any offensive lineman anymore. Is a, sneaky, is a sneaky one after this week, Darius Robinson from Missouri. He's, he's getting a lot of first round chatter right now. Yeah, I suppose. We're not that high on him. I'm, I'm just not that high. On I'm, I don't think he's a first round player. I think he had a really nice week and there's a lot to like. But I think maybe that might be a sneak. I wonder one. if people thought that Braswell was a first round player. After this week. Yeah, I wanted a little more. But 
I like the tape. I guess I'm going to go Trice here. Trice is a good need, player. You just need more of a pass. You need you just need more pass rushers. You really right. do. And he led the country in pressures this year. So no matter how he got it, I think he's a really good football player. Motor runs hot at all times. Not afraid of physicality. Never going to back down. And a young defensive line of Vita Vea, Kalijah Kansi, um, Diaby, Braylon Trice, Yaya Diaby, that's a and good group. whatever Go Try and Shoyinka might be for you. I think that's good enough. Anticipating that you know, Shaq Barrett might be out or he's not going to be what he once was a sack master for you. So I'll, I guess I'll go Braylon Trice here. The Cardinals picking again at 27. I'm going to go with Nate Wiggins here. So they get Marvin Harrison Jr. with their top 10 pick. And they get a corner that is a good athlete. He could play in zone. He's got ball skills. He's got great straight line speed. Wiggins to Arizona. That's kind of a BPA approach from me with that one. Yeah, yeah. For a team Uh, that can go BPA. I mean, I love that haul for them. I think those are two fantastic football players. And they get to grow together, practicing against each other. People might be... When's Arizona's next pick? Oh, yeah, 35. Yeah, we can do O-line there. We're good to go. People might be kind of like weirded out that, oh, you didn't go O-line. I like but it at 35. I think we'll be okay. We'll be all right. Buffalo Bills at 28. Basically, pick your wide receiver here that you want. Yeah. I, I think Troy Franklin's probably the obvious pick. I'm trying to see if if I missed anybody, if there was a big senior bowl standout. Like, I think Ladd had a good – here's the thing about Ladd. I think he, Ladd had a good week in Mobile. And day one, he was basically uncoverable. And – Day two and three, he was fine, but it's not like he was just absolutely pantsing people the right. entire week. I thought day one was by far his best day. Still still a good receiver, but I don't think I'd take him over Troy Frank. That'd be a good yeah. YouTube video. Lad McConkie pantses people on the field. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go Troy Franklin because Buffalo desperately needs another receiver here. The Lions, I'm going corner all the way, and I mm-hmm. actually think... Rake straw might be more their type. A guy that comes down, tackles like a bat out of hell. He's you're you're kind of right. His play speed. I I know we all wanted to see him in Mobile. He was dealing with the injury that he. I think he played through some this year. Uh, I think I think Rake straw is going to test really well. I could see the staff falling in love with that kind of player. And I'm for the Lions. I'm all corner all the way at this selection. Every time okay. we do these mock drafts. I do, I do actually really like that fit. I think that makes a lot of sense. Ravens at 30. Oh, Byron Murphy's still here. What are we doing? If they don't pay oh, Matt Byron, Byron, Byron Murphy could have gone to the Buffalo. He could have. I think you I think you got could've it. Could have gone right. to Arizona. I think you got it right. Could have gone to the Cowboys. I'm just surprised he's still here. Yeah. Because Baltimore's interior, they have Justin Matabuke, but it, I don't I think they're going to bring him back, but even even so, I think I mean, so. He was phenomenal, and Michael yeah, Pier- Michael Pierce just there. him. Like look Travis at Travis Jones, Michael Pierce. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they definitely yeah. need, they definitely no, they definitely need another guy Clown, that can play up and agent. down. Calvin Murphy, Noise, free agent. Murphy could play up and down, and they need another guy like that. I don't think you're crazy at all. Yeah, but what if I left him for you to pick for the Chiefs? I still want a wide receiver. God, I was trying to do collusion, but you weren't cool yep. with it. All right, nope. Byron Murphy is second to the, to the Ravens at 30. Whether uh, Matt Buque is there or not. So the Chiefs at 31, the guys that I really like for them <laughs> went off the board, of course. 
Oh, this got really tough. Who did you want? Either Franklin or Thomas. So I played oh, myself. Sure. sure. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, mode. I don't I don't think Tez is in this conversation anymore. No. He yeah, he could not catch the ball this week. So do they go down? Really bummed me out. Me too. It was it was tough. Oh man. Do they go down that well of looking for wide receiver later on? This is tricky. You know, I'm going to. I know we've talked about his struggles. Oh, here we go. I know we've talked about his struggles. The man's going to cave. But I think they can. <laughs> I think they can take the flyer on Keon Coleman. Burn. I know. I know. <laughs> Throw tomatoes at me off the stage. I I'm get kidding, it. I'm kidding. No, I deserve it. No, Coleman's a good player. He is. Well, he is. not yet, honestly. He's not refined yet. But I don't yeah, think but he's neither still, was Rasheed Rice. athletic as hell. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's not like he doesn't have the ability to separate. It's almost that he just like doesn't. Right. So you can kind of teach. I'm hoping I, you I, this is a very guy. easy landing spot to talk yourself into. It's very yes. chalky. Keon Coleman's the Chiefs. Okay, fine. Oh, Mahomes um, ran around for 20 seconds and now you throw it up to Keon Coleman. Yeah, you, I mean, me. I, you can create separation in 20 seconds, you know? Yes. All right, so now you're putting me in a bind here. Because you said that J.J. McCarthy was going round one, and here we are. <laughs> J.J. McCarthy's not off the board. No, it's okay. And the okay. Niners are picking the 32. He can very well go round two in this month. And we've got a Brock Purdy stinks agenda on this podcast. <laughs> oh, we need no. to fo- No, we don't. We don't. No, we don't. He's going to win super, the Super Bowl. He's- Actually, I don't know about that. I haven't thought about it yet. We've been so into the Senior Bowl, I forgot about the big game. The big game, yeah. Thank you for calling it what it uh, what it needs to be called because we can't have copyright here on the show. Um, please, the when uh, when when we talk about um, it, which shall not be named for this show, that's the word Super Bowl. Yep. Just so you all know now, you got to call it the big and game. Have it. You got to call it the big game. Somebody's going to report us for that. Um, all right. So Niners are thirty two. I think the cornerback is certainly on the board. Kula McKinstry is still here. Truly, and I mean truly, love this fit for them. I don't know if there's a better fit that we've had in the first round than if Kool-Aid McKinstry makes it to the Niners. He is such a smart cornerback that I feel like they could put a ton on his plate. And getting, a, getting this caliber of a corner, cover corner at 32, I think this would be all run for him. So I'm going Kool-Aid McKinstry. Panthers. Wait. Ah. We got to keep the lights on. Oh, thank God. Hold on. The channel's Hold gone. On. You know why? We've got <laughs> we've got to keep the lights on. We said the word Super Bowl and we didn't do the ad reads. Don't say it again. Ah, channel's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if Mahomes throws for one yard, you win. That's it. Forget who wins. If he throws for one yard, you win with our friends over at Prize Picks. Adding an extra of layer of excitement to the big game with prize picks and take advantage of their exclusive Patrick Mahomes free square offer. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard during the, oh, wow, they have the word in here. The big game. Lord Voldemort. You win. You could win a prize by rooting for one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to just throw for one yard. Don't miss it. Sign up with prize picks and get your free square. It's as easy as that. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easily the most exciting way to play DFS. Just you against the numbers. You pick more, you pick less. Folks, it's that easy. We have a we have a full six stack from our guy Eli for the big game. Okay, listen, listen to this. 
the the Patrick Mahomes one's in there. You know it is. Patrick Mahomes more than 0.5 passing yards. Brandon Ayuk more than 62 and a half receiving yards. Isaiah Pacheco more than 0.5 rush or receiving TDs. So he's just got to score. I like that one too. We got Brock Purdy plus Mahomes 38 and a half rushing yards combined. More than that. Oh, Chris Jones. More than 2.5 sacks. So if he even gets a half sack, you win this one. And then Christian McCaffrey, this is the toughest one. This is without question the toughest one. 90.5 rushing yards. It's more on all of those numbers. But if all of them hit, folks, you won't hear from Eli the rest of the 2024. He'll be on a beach somewhere in Bora Bora, living it up. You can get on the action too. Go to pricepicks.com backslash NFLSE. Use the promo code NFLSE for a deposit match up to $100. Uh, you could go with Eli's picks, or you can make your own. PrivateSuits.com, backslash NFL LSE. Uh, you pick more, you pick less. It's that easy. All right, now you're up. Panthers are 33. You ready for this one? Oh, no. Are you Are you ready? Are you ready? What is it? Ricky Pearsall. This dude. I, I'll Let me raise my hand. Over I am, lad? I am completely the... You know, what I sleep on, what you sleep on being here. <laughs> I've been sleeping. Sleeping. I was embarrassed. Watching Ricky Pearsall at practice senior bowl week, I was actually embarrassed. Uh, he So were the corners to try to cover. They really hey, were. Yo. They were Hello. so when they saw him not walk on the field Thursday, they were like, Thank God my prayers yeah, have been some, answered. Put some good footage out. <laughs> Pearsall catches everything. He knows how to separate. He's a good athlete. He can make the spectacular catch. He's got excellent footwork. This is the kind of pro the Panthers need so badly for Bryce. I do. I love this player. He'd catch so many passes in 2024. Potentially 90 as a rookie. Yeah, which is insane. So Ricky Pearsall, we're getting some extra senior bowl love here to start round two. New England Patriots at 34. We'll probably pick up the pace here for the second. Right. Round. We, we, yeah. We need to. Um, <laughs> It'll be nine hours. We're, we're, we should have promoted this as a marathon. We're ignoring our families. Uh, <laughs> literally, I, literally, my dog's going to kill me. Mock, mock draft ultra race. <laughs> um, Jaden Daniels at number three, which means they got a receiver need. Oh, no. Do we dare? Do we dare? Give them, <laughs> give them when you see it? When Oh, you see it? no. I mean, you got to. I think we have to. You have to do it. Lean in. Don't be afraid to lean in. Please give me another wide receiver. Who else we got? Not <laughs> is there anyone Harris. out there? They're not going to pick. Uh, I mean, they could pick A.D. Mitchell, but I don't know if they're going to do that over Lad. <sighs> it's so great. Says pick up the pace. Spends 95 minutes on Lad McConkie to New England. I'm tough. <laughs> All right, Lad McConkie to New England. Screw it. Unbelievable. You know, he really he really reminds me of Julian Edelman. <laughs> you know, you might be onto something. You know, I think he reminds me of a, a young Wes Welker. Very Wes Welkery. You know, I think he he's got a little bit of Aunt Danny Amendola to him. Yep. Even uh, maybe some Danny Woodhead in there. Somewhere. A little bit of Chris Hogan. Actually, oh, that kind, kind of might fit. I don't know. Because Chris Hogan actually like could get vertical. You yeah. Know? He had some. Speech. He was he was a really and, good athlete. And. and and Chris Hogan was also the one who was like semi-pro in lacrosse, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a very good lacrosse player. And Lad McConkie's got the lacrosse background, if you couldn't tell from the name Lad McConkie. I think you found the comp. No, I'm still going with Eddie Royal. That was my comp in the uh, the draft guide. But, very well done. Wow, but, now you're just flexing. But <laughs> Virginia Tech, great. All right, Lad McConkie to the Patriots. You're up. 
Arizona, we talked about with them. Their fans might not be happy. I took a corner in Nate Wiggins instead of offensive line help. But good news, the offensive line help is still here. You want me to you want me to do offensive tackle? What do you want? Yeah, let's look at the tackles first. Okay. Now Morgan Morgan didn't have a great week. Morgan did not have a great week, which really breaks my heart because I am a Morgan Stan. Yeah. I like Graham Barton's position versatility for this team. Okay. The fact you get a guy that could play pretty much anywhere on the offensive line. I would go with Barton in this spot. Okay. And just see where you need to play him. All right. So we're going uh we're going Graham Barton here to add to the arsenal of uh of picks that we're now accumulating for the Arizona Cardinals. So we went with Drake May at number two for the Washington Commanders. Man, they got basically any any spot. O line, like interior offensive line. I think they. Oh, ooh. What about a little Christian Haynes action? I think I'm, they need interior offensive line. I would call him the most consistent player at the Senior Bowl. Oh, dude, he was unbelievable. He was awesome. I mean, they've got Sadiq Charles and Tyler Larson, who are unrestricted free agents coming up. He could play either spot. I think he play guard or center for you. I agree. But they don't have anybody at pass rusher. They got nobody. Braswell's kind of staring you in the face there. He is. We're having a, we're having a <laughs> game of chicken. Who's going to blink first? Me or Chris? You are, Chris, because I'm picking the O-lineman. No, I'm kidding. Um... We'll go Braswell. We'll go Braswell here. I think that the, like early second round, I feel more comfortable for him. You know, late first round, I just don't think he had that caliber of a week. But I do think he's a good football player, really explosive football player. And you, you can't teach the type of athleticism this guy has. When he was going through the warm-up drills, I mean, he's getting off the line of scrimmage, especially from a three- and a four-point stance, faster than anybody else that was in his group. So a team that desperately needs some edge rushers, let's go get an Alabama edge rusher for him. So Braswell here at 36. Chargers at 37. I'm going to take TJ Tampa in this spot. They need a corner really badly. Really, basically, whatever corner they had against Asante Samuel, and I know it rotated a bit, but a lot of it was Michael Davis. Had a lot of problems this year. They need another outside corner for this defense, and Tampa's got length. He can open up and run down the field with vertical threats. He's going to test really, really well. I, I think this is the sweet spot of the draft for him right here. Okay. All right. Uh, so here with the Titans at 38, we went with – who did you get, Joe Alt first? Yeah, then went Joe Alt at seven. I could double dip it at offensive line. I really could. Easily, if you want to. Christian Haynes, again, is 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 kind of like calling my name here if they wanted to double dip. But, man, I also think about defensive line. Like, I look at this team on the defensive line. They got Harold Landry and Jefferson Simmons, which is great. but They're stars, but yeah. Kyle Pecco's a free agent. Danico Autry's a free agent. I mean, if you want to go a little further, like Joel Johnson's also a free agent. They've kind of got edge, but interior defensive line. I don't know if they picked Devondre Sweat here. I feel like it's a little early for him. As much as he had some super dominant reps as a senior bowl, I think it's a little it's early a little for early. him. All right, let's double dip O-line. Let's do it. You went Peter Skaronsky last year. If you get Joe Alt, Christian Haynes, and Peter Skaronsky on that on that offensive line, like this is now in the span of two drafts, you have completely revamped that unit. 100%. And you've got some really great building blocks to move on moving forward. Haynes was awesome at the senior bowl. So there we go. 
Giants, similar strategy here. The interior run continues. I'm going to take Zach Frazier here, and I'm going to play John Michael Schmitz at guard Okay. in this spot. The Giants, there's a world where they take a tackle at six and kick Evan Neal inside in this draft. They don't. Instead, they really need to shore up their guard spots. Frazier's a phenomenal player. This makes the Giants line significantly better. So moving on to Washington at 40, I just kind of went through it there taking Chris Braswell over over an offensive lineman. I do think this spot now could make sense for Jordan Morgan because... Yeah, let's not write off Morgan, right? Now he does get to play guard, and I still think he would be a guard. And let's face it, he does have that tackle versatility yep. to him. So I think that this is a spot, kind of unless I'm really missing somebody. I think this is the direction I'm going to go. I like Kamari Laster. Because I think I think they need corner as well. Yeah, I'm not really picking. I'm not really picking anybody else. Some of these guys I definitely got to bring up from uh, from Senior Bowl performances. They played really really well. But yeah, let's go Jordan Morgan here. Morgan at forty to Washington. Okay, Packers are back on the clock here. This is from the Jets pick. Uh, this is the Jets pick from the Aaron Rodgers trade. What are so Cooper DeGene, great versatility for their secondary. I still think they even they could still use more corner, more secondary help here. I think DeGene's gonna play a more true corner role, whether that's as the nickel or outside. I'm kind of interested in Newbin or Kinchins here. It's a little early for them. Yeah. Right? That's the problem. I do think it's early Not for, for Newbin. Him. I would take Newbin here, but I just don't want to double up at DB. They do have another pick at 57, by the way. Okay, that makes this a lot easier. That's their own pick. Yeah. What are my interior offensive line options? All right, we got Christian Mahogany. Yeah, we got uh, Bo Limmer, who Limmer had, had a really one nice hell week. week. Limmer had a really nice week. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely going on. I don't love this for Green Bay in that spot. You want to see tackles? Yeah. I, I like I like Kieran. I th- I think I think I think Matia is gonna go high, probably. And I, I could see them taking him here. I was I just really gonna did. say this makes so much sense for Green Bay because they love to develop tackles over time. Yeah, they don't just throw yeah. guys into the fire all the time. So Matia would be the pick here. Okay, guy, it was a little bit of a surprise that he declared, but he just has physical ability. All right, so we went with Dallas Turner at 11 for the Vikings. You know who this could be. Okay, I know who I'm going to say, but go ahead. Who who are you going to say? It could be McCarthy. That's what I was going to bring up. Go run, 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 run with it. Because... I don't hate this. Let me just make that clear. Yeah, but my, my thing is, even if they have a quarterback option going into the draft, is it going to be a long-term one? Probably not. No, it, no, it absolutely will Cause, not be. Because even Kirk wouldn't be. A, even if you brought not. Kirk back, it wouldn't be a long-term option. He's not. So unless you're trading for Justin Fields, and even with that not. being the case, it's not necessarily a long-term option. And Essentially, the only long-term option that you have is if you sign Baker Mayfield to like a four-year deal. And Baker is probably going to be more in line with the Geno structure where it's not going to be guaranteed forever. So it's not another one. All right, national champion, J.J. McCarthy, 42 to the Vikings. Falcons at 43. We had Jared Verse go to them. We didn't need the first round. Verse in the first. They need another wide receiver. 
to help out Drake London in this offense. Good offensive line. Great running back that they need to use more. Mm. I know. Oh, man. You know who I, I'm kind of intrigued by here? Xavier Worthy. Just because Ooh. he can really stretch the field for them and create more space for all the talent that they have. I'm going to go with Xavier Worthy in this spot. Okay. All right. Draft speed. Not a lot of, not a lot of buzz lately for Worthy, but it will pick dude, up. Dude's going to blow up the combine. Yeah, it'll so. pick up. He's bigger Michael than Pen- people think. Michael Penn, maybe. Uh, like, but longer. I said that wrong. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I think because um, he's so skinny, people think he's 5'7". <laughs> No, I don't think he's five yeah. seven, but he is. He is definitely. Wind, we always joke, a gust of wind could blow him out of the stadium. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that's what we said on the pod. He said that on the pod. He said it on the pod. On the pod. Michael Penix Jr. Uh, went to the Raiders in the first round. I think corner is now a big need for them in the second round. Kamari Laster is still here. He's a really easy pick for them. If we didn't have Laster on the board, and Maybe it's a different type of discussion. Maybe they aren't able to go corner um, if you don't feel good about one at 44, but I definitely feel good about last year at 44. So that kind of eases those worries. Marcus Peters out. You know, you just, you need more cornerback talent on the team. DB talent, I think overall, but yeah, last year at 44 to the Raiders. All right, for the Saints at 45, I'm going to go with Devontae Walker here. I know he had an up and down week. He can cover a lot of ground. I thought his hands at the Senior Bowl did not match what he showed on tape, which was disappointing. The Saints, Michael Thomas is a free agent. You got Chris Olave there. You need another wide receiver as you're sticking with Derek Carr. Uh, Walker, to me, I still like him even after the tough week. Indy up next. You went Terry and Arnold with your first selection with them. Could go O-line. Could. But you mentioned like the O-line's it's a lot better last year. It's all right. Yeah, it definitely got better. You were under the assumption that they bring back Michael Pittman Jr. Have to. I feel like they would as well. Hmm. Man, I'm kind of stumped here. They're a really tough team. So let's just do, all right, what's BPA? What do we got BPA? Could take Jonah Ellis. Could take Chris Jenkins. Yeah, oh, Chris That's Jenkins. That's a very Ballard player. Because they might lose Grover Stewart. And he was the cog to their run defense. The splits when he was out versus when he was healthy are jarring. Yeah, Chris Jenkins Jr. That's, I think makes a that's ton a of sense. Great fit. Yep, yep. We're going Chris Jenkins Jr. here. So you're up with the Giants. All right, up with the Giants in the spot. I'm going to go with Darius Robinson here. A guy that could play up and down the line of scrimmage. They have, of course, Kayvon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence, but they still need more uh, help up front. And they need that flex guy that I think can kick from being a wide rusher to five tech to three tech. He's a very unique player in that mold. Very uh, power profile. So Darius Robinson, good fit for that Giants front. Man, the rise of Darius Robinson. What a week for him in Mobile. I think he's almost near lock to go top 50. So I didn't want to get too far away from that. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it or hate I mean, it. I, I don't, I don't know if we'll be in my top fifty. Oh, really? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say it's for sure, but he's going. If, yeah, it feels like the NFL is extremely high on him. So I think that with this being a predictive mock, that those make sense. 
So Jags, you went Brian Thomas Jr. Hell yeah, I did. I'm in the first, I think this is. The first round. <laughs> he wasn't ready. I think they need. Man, I think they could use another corner. I think they could use another safety, but I know it's kind of fun to think about. I still like the way that these guys play. Yeah. I think Joan Ellis could be on the table as another pass rusher for them. But man, I mean, like you got Trayvon, you're bringing back Josh Allen. I guess you can never have too many pass rushers. That's what they say. Interior offensive line. I think they need that as well. Let's say, you know what? You, you, you had fun with the uh, with the wide receiver pick last time. Now you got to eat I'm vegetables. Gonna go, I'm going to go with another. Yeah, it's time to eat their vegetables. I'm going to go with another senior bowl guy here. Somebody I think who is, was awesome. I'm going to go with Dominic Pooney from Kansas. He doesn't, he didn't get the love he deserved. And I, I feel partially guilty as that as well. I didn't, I didn't talk about him on our show. Dude, he got reps at tackle. He got reps at, at guard and just six foot four. 323 pounds man i felt like he was winning with power consistently i feel like he would be a power presence within that jags interior offensive line that would give them some attitude and i think they got to get meaner up front and they got to get better up front and i think Pooney actually really does that from what i saw from him this week so i'll go him at 48 49 with the bengals you took amarius mims i know you took a tackle jc latham jc latham i think uh, yeah yep so you took the right tackle i'm gonna take jatavion sanders the tight end from texas here good athlete i was really impressed with what he could do is blocking at the second level mm-hmm. there's a couple times where he climbs the dbs and the his strike like his ability to hit the strike zone and plant them uh i was impressed let me just say that i think with his athleticism in this offense work in the middle of the field this is where you want him to go eagles we had them going with the pick of the future in tyler guyton the first round I think this pick now probably got to be a DB. Yeah, right? Oof. it's 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 got to be. I can I can hear there. the birds fans shouting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the way that Renardo Green played at the Shrine Bowl. I liked what I saw from Chris Abrams' reign. Um, Kyrie Jackson, though, I wonder if he's going to end up being the highest pick of these guys who are left. I've got him a little bit lower just on the big board, but I did feel like he played well this week. Where do they go safety? They just picked Sidney Brown. But I don't know if that's totally... I, I mean, that doesn't... That doesn't take both these guys off the table, does it? I'm looking at the depth chart. Hold on. They got Reed. They traded for Kevin Byard. So I guess, if anything, they're probably going to go with the... Oh! No, they're going to they're, they're gonna take Mike Sanders still. I was surprised you didn't say his name when you were going through the DBs. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to take Mike Sanders still, 100%. If they're in this situation, they'd take Mike Sanders still. He's one of the best nickel slash safety players that we got. So, Rams at 51. I'm thinking secondary as well, Trevor. Uh, and I'm going to go with Tyler Newbin on the back end. Ball hawk range, can play up front if you need him to in a pinch. Uh, I just love his range and instincts pre-snap. First safety to come off the board. Steelers at 52. What DB did I pick for them? Oh, Quinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's a good pick. Very Steelers personality. Solid pick. Do we got another center that I like here? Ooh, maybe this is a Bo Limmer spot. Could be. I think it's still a little early for him. 
Oh, no, wait. Yeah, okay, you picked Newbin for... The Rams. Sorry, you picked Newbin for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all I'm all confused here. Oh, I could pick... An, I could, that means I could pick safety for... Oh, yeah, Steelers. you could take Kinchins. Or whoever of your choosing. Oh. I kind of like that. Are you going to do it to him? I don't know. <laughs> it's unknown whether or not he's <laughs> going to do it to them. I like Kieran as well, though. He's And he's getting far down here. Let me make sure I'm not overlooking anything on the depth chart. Eh. I think he was wide receiver as well. Who we got a wide receiver? A.D. Mitchell's here. My guy. Mm, I'm so torn. Yeah, you are. I'm surprised you just didn't take Kinchins. I didn't. I haven't watched the all 22 safeties, but like, I just, I, I thought he was fine. Right. He didn't really pop for me at I all. Think that's, I think that's, fair. which it's tough for yeah, safeties it is hard. to do. It's I don't want to like, act like they can't. Yeah. All right. I'm going Edger and Cooper. Okay. I'm going Edger and Cooper. I'm giving them the most plot, athletic linebacker that we got in class. Yeah, that was that was a total plot twist. But when I scrolled down and I saw him there, I think the NFL is going to pick this guy somewhere in the second round. And I think that the Steelers do need to get more athletic at the linebacker level. So Cooper, Cooper, there. I think that they're going to lean that. All right, the Dolphins are back on the clock. I got them offensive line help in Fountain now in round one. I am going to look here for pass rush help, and I'll go with Chop Robinson in this spot. I think that. We know Jalen Phillips injury, Bradley Chubb injury. They are going to need another pass rusher on this roster. Not a guy that needs to play 90% of the snaps, 80% of the snaps, but Chop's got to be their third down. It's a team that they play with a lot of leads with that offense. They need somebody that can pin their ears back and go in pass-heavy situations. So Chop to Miami. Okay, all right. Chop getting picked here at number 53. A little bit of a fall for him from where we've seen him previously. Eagles... I might go Roman Wilson here. Hey, a wide receiver. Anyone's going to think you're nuts. Over 80 Mitchell, over Jalen Polk. He's just a different type of dude. <sighs> mm, no, I'm going to go Jalen Polk. Yeah, I like Polk better. Yeah, I do too. I don't. I don't know how high the the NFL is going to be on Roman Wilson. I know. I I know it's going to be pretty high after this week of the Senior Bowl, but. I don't know if it's going to be still over some of these top guys that we have on the board here. So I'm going to stick with the board a little bit and I'm going to go Jalen Polk to the Eagles. Browns at 55. I'll go Jonah Ellis in this spot. Get them another pass rusher. Sedarius Smith is a pending free agent. Uh, I'm sure they can go sign one in free agency, but as we do this before free agency, I see getting another guy that could rush the passer a big deal. I don't love the interior board in this spot. I think they can address that later. So, although I, I was intrigued by Tavondre Sweat here, I still think he's going in the third round unless he comes into the combine with the weight issues under control. So, it just felt like a smidge early. Love the player, though. Well, I think I'm going to take him here. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> For the Cowboys. I am going to be I'm going to be very high on Tavondre Sweat because I just think he's a really good football player that you just deal with the fact his snap count's going to be kind of low. 
I feel like uh, I feel like Jerry's gonna want just like this unique, massive man in the middle. Yes. So we had Amarius Mims go in the first round for them. So we did offensive line. They have the now. biggest draft of all time. In I'm going to Andre Sweat for them at 56. It's like 790 pounds. <laughs> it's unreal. All right. All right. You're at Packers. God, I feel Damn, like I'm, Packers again. I'm just always picking for the Packers. Yeah. All right, let's pull up their depth no, chart. No, wait, didn't I make this easier for you? Didn't I tell you that they could take a safety at this point? Oh, that's right. So this is where, yeah, pull, actually, I want to see all the safeties, not just Kinchins. Oh, man. I like Bullard. I really do. I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take Kinchins because I, I think they could play him at free if they want to. Yes. you. That's why I'm free. doing that. Okay. All right. I said that the Bucks had big corner needs, so if they didn't go with a cornerback in round one, they probably should do so in round two. I had them going Braylon Trice in the first round of 26. So I feel as though, I mean, it could be safety. But I genuinely think that it's going to be corner. Which one, though? That's the question. I think Renardo Green is really good. I think he's in consideration here. Honestly, uh, hand up. I don't have Jarvis Brownlee Jr. in the mock draft simulator yet. But it's coming. I think I'd pick him here at 58. Good for him, man. It's coming really soon. And he was just locked down this past week. Now, I got to go over his film before I put him in the mock draft simulator because I got to be able to put him somewhere. And I can't just go off a couple of days of senior bowl practices. But, man, I mean, he was. <laughs> this was You could do it for very, anyone. I mean, this is a very impressive player. Do I think Green's going to be a back in second rounder? I don't know if I do. I wouldn't pick a tight end. I could pick here and he could play on one of the guard spots. Maybe that's the direction I go. I'm having an internal battle here. You really are. Offensive tackle. Let's see who we got. Hmm. I like some of these guys, but I think Kieran could play guard. I think he'd be a starter at guard. So I think that one definitely makes sense. Uh, I could go Mahogany. Mahogany does play that left guard spot. So pretty, that'd be a pretty easy transition for him. Cody Mock could play right guard. And then I just don't love any of the corners that are left. That's kind of what happened. So you don't want to force that. I like Kieran a good amount. I'm going to go Kieran here, 58. I just absolutely played myself so hard. I was like, oh, the Bucks got to get corner. And then guess what? They don't. There so, didn't happen. Yeah, the, I think mock drafts just – I saw people with Bucks mocks that was going around. Um, and I I didn't really love any of them. But now that I'm doing the exercise myself, it is a little bit trickier. So for whatever it's worth, you're up with the Texans. Can you filter the wide receivers in this spot? Of course. Okay, so we know they have Nico Collins, great. Tank Dell, great. I would still like to get one more wide receiver here. Man, Roman Wilson. I, I would go Corley, but I think Tank gets the touches Corley gets. That's why I don't want to go that route. Mm -hmm. Scroll up a little bit. I'm going to go A.D. Mitchell here. Uh, dude, I, I consider A.D. Mitchell in the first round for them. So Yeah, A.D. Mitchell. 59 is money. I think of the red zone offense with him and Nico Collins. That's crazy. Really, and really. Tank nice. will get healthy. Yeah. Texans run serious 11 personnel. Bills. Wide receiver is the obvious one. I feel like interior defensive line's probably you, the next spot. Yeah. You, yeah. You took Troy Franklin for them. That's right. Yes. Right. Right. Doorless. Yeah. I just. 
I like Dorless as a football player, but he showed up at 272 at the Senior Bowl. So I always felt like he was versatile, but I like him most as an interior presence. And if he's going to be an interior presence, he's got to gain weight. He's kind of going the wrong direction right now. Yeah. He's kind of more of like, you know why? No, what? Probably wants to test pretty sick numbers and he's probably steadily leaning out. Right? Don't you think that? Yeah. But again, you know, if you test really well and you're 270 and I want to play you on the interior, I I just think 270 is a really tricky weight for him. I agree. You're basically only a 3-4 defensive end at that point. He doesn't have the finesse game to be a true 5-tech 4-3 or 4-3 defensive end. Yeah. And he doesn't have the size to be a 4-3 defensive tackle. I think he's kind of like pigeonholing Life himself. of a tweener. I think he's, he's kind of like going the wrong direction here. Anyways, um, I'm actually going to take Adiza Isaac for the Buffalo Bills. I thought Isaac had a really nice week in Mobile. Another senior bowl shout-out player. He, I don't think he gets nearly the love he deserves because he's playing on the opposite side of Chop Robinson, who was a projected top 15 pick right at the beginning of the season. Isaac's a good run defender. I thought he showed some nice pass rush ability this past week as well. Really nice long arm move. I think he's somebody who would really elevate the floor of the Bills defensive line. So we're we're going to Isaac at 60. He would have been in consideration for uh, the Lions here at 61 for me. Instead, I will take Austin Booker from Kansas. Nice. He snatched some souls down there. I Dude, there are a couple of sick reps. He's got a long arm. He's got outside speed. I know he didn't play a lot of college football, but I understand why he's going to go early with his traits and his skill set to simply beat tackles on an island. So the Ravens are up now at 62. I had them taking Byron Murphy the second in the first round. Could use a wide receiver here. But of the guys that are left, the only one who's really imposing with size is Johnny yeah, Wilson. I'm not going to pick or Brennan Rice. No, no, I could pick I could pick Brennan Rice. But I, I, I am, I am worried about the lack of separation from. That's him. fair. You know, I went into the week thinking that I was going to see Brandon Rice be very technically sound, be able to separate with how nuanced he was as a route runner. He's a former track guy, so he has like sprinter speed. But then you see him on the field, and he really didn't separate much at all. Now I was very pleasantly surprised with how strong he was. Yeah. The catch point was crazy, and so he definitely fits what the Ravens I think need. But I don't know if I'm taking that player 62. Maybe I think we're obviously having the conversation about it. But instead, I do look at corner. I go back to corner. And I do like Renardo Green here. Okay. Just lives in press coverage. Loves press coverage. Had a really great Shrine Bowl. I'm, I'm going to go Renardo Green. I'm going to go with the corner here above, uh, above, above Brandon Rice. The Chiefs at 63. Filter the wide receivers again. They took oh, Keon no. Coleman in round one. They took Keon Coleman in round one. Man, <laughs> call me an absolute lunatic, but I think I'm going to take Roman Wilson here. Basically, it's like the Alamo. All right. If the Chiefs are the Alamo, never again. We're not trotting out. <laughs> we are not trotting out Kadarius Tony, and MVS is going to leave after this year, and. We love Rasheed Rice, but we need two receivers, and we're going to really double down. Okay. Maybe I'm an absolute lunatic. Look, I, I don't know how much longer Travis Kelsey is going to be there, so you might as well start stacking receiving talent. One now. more Lombardi, and it might not be next year. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, 
I don't think Travis is going to retire this year because I'm not sure he's going to retire the same year as his brother. That's a good point. But somebody else said to me this week when I brought that up, what if they retire at the same time and get to go in the Hall of Fame together? That's pretty sick, and they are media superstars together. Now, here's the thing. Is Jason a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know. Because Travis is. Tra- he has Travis to is. You can make Travis the argument no he's question. the GOAT tight end. Right. The second he gets on the ballot, he's in the Hall of Fame. Is Jason. Great player. You know Phenomenal what? player. I I think he but might. I don't know. I think he might be because of the personality on top of being an all-time player. I and actually I think, think he gets the votes. I think which that, is awesome, that goes by the way. into it. I, yeah, count me in. Yeah. Like, I'm all it's for not, it. It's not, yeah, it's not like he's not deserving the Hall of Fame. I just wondered if he's being a first It's, it's an okay. interesting one. That'd be really unique and cool. All right, you going Roman Wilson? I'm going Roman Wilson. I've I've completely lost my mind. Final pick of the draft here. I had the Niners going Kool-Aid McKinstry at 32. Is there anything else? It's like a dire need for the 49ers? Like they're basically <laughs> wait. Do they not have Oh, I, I okay. So I'm I'm looking at our lads and they must not have they're unrestricted free agents. Not for the two teams because, left. I just had this with the Chiefs. Because yeah. I'm looking at the roster. I'm like, like, damn, must be nice. No, You're in the Super Bowl and no, you're not losing anyone. No free agents. All right, hold on. Isn't your various ward or no? No. Free agents maybe 2024. Not. All right, let's take a look at this. All right, Randy Gregory, Chase Young, Javon Kinlaw, Deshaun Gibson, Cleveland Farrell. Ward is not. Mm, man, not, not much. Yeah, not really. Any- oh, Juwan Jennings is a free agent. They need another pass rusher, right? They will need another pass rusher because I don't think you're signing Chase Young. Probably not. That was a that was Young. a mercenary rental. It was kind of a mercenary rental, which is sick. What about offensive tackle though? Some good ones left back in the second round though. I like Christian Jones and how he played at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he's played like eight million college football games. Did you know that? Sixty-one, but yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a that lot is, of college I mean, football. I mean, that is a lot. Yeah, Let's you take you a like it. You like it if you're the Niners. Ooh, I wonder if they go for like a Marshawn Nealon. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a maybe, lot of sense. Maybe down here we miss. I don't think so. Like he had a good Senior Bowl. He's got those long arms. Javon Solomon, I, I like the tape, man. He's a bursty. Yeah, super. But you know, he used to be an off-ball linebacker. Now he's an edge player, but he's. He's six feet tall. That's zeroth percentile for edge rushers. Now the arm length is fiftieth percentile. I think it's forty seventh percentile arm length and maybe fifty seventh wingspan, or maybe it's the other way around. So, dude, he does have the length to play edge. He's just small. Now maybe you say like, oh, that's actually a good thing because he's smaller in height. He's got the natural leverage, and then he's got the long arms. Maybe it's double positive for you. I just don't know if he's going to end up going sixty four. Agnelin's probably more realistic at that point. If I'm going to go edge. And wide receiver, God, do they go Brandon Rice? The legacy pick? Wow, the legacy pick in round two. Because it got Ayuk and Jennings. I, I mean, actually, Brandon Rice would fit if Juwan Jennings right. does not re-sign with them. I think you can get. I think you might be able to get him in round three. Yeah, I think so too. I think we're going Neyland here. I like Neyland. Neyland was a really good call. I wasn't even thinking that. It's just very fitting. Yeah, I think we're going. I think we're going edge here because it. Yeah, I, I I like Nealon more than I like the offensive tackles that are left on the board. I'm excited for us to redo the edge rankings because Tui Malowau and Sawyer went back to school and they were in my top ten. Yeah, right. So like Nealon, Darius Robinson, Austin Booker. 
I've caught up on the next group of edge rushers, and I'm like, damn, I'm excited to get them high in the rankings because they've really played well. All right, there we go. That was fun. I'm not going to read all of them. No, Sorry. no, just just watch the video on YouTube. Watch the video, no. audio only. We love you guys so yeah. much. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Stop naming asking. All these <laughs> I'm slowly scrolling the results here on the YouTube channel. So this is uh, this is a chance for you to support the podcast and, uh, and and give the YouTube channel a watch if if you are audio only. So Connor, that was a good time, my friend. That was what 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 are we at? Like hour fifteen? We had an hour fifteen now? No, no, no. no I'm sorry, hour forty five. Hour forty five. Yeah, but that was that's expected with a two rounder. Look at Ricky going thirty three. You're, you're either about that life, or you're not. All right, so we're and we are absolutely about that life. We're absolutely about that life. Let us know what you guys thought of the post-senior bowl two-round mock draft, how we did for your teams, assessing some of the needs, assessing some of the players, both the ones that were at the senior bowl and shrine bowl, uh, as well as the ones that weren't and kind of how they're fitting into the class now that we got to see these guys in person, got to hear a little bit more about what the NFL thinks of them. We would love to hear for you, from you. Best way to do that, YouTube comments, youtube.com backslash at NFL Stock Exchange. Y'all have been killing it with the comments yes. lately. I can't tell you how much that helps grow this channel, grow this family, grow this draft community. It is one of the top algorithms that YouTube has when it comes to these videos reaching a new audience. And it feels like as we build the audience, y'all are doing such a great job keeping this a fun, positive community that not that it, not that we can't have criticism. We love to hear when you guys have like differing opinions, yeah. but we've loved so much that when you guys have differing opinions, you get to have conversations with other listeners. You get to have conversations with us. And it's a great time. We're just out here watching these players and getting to talk about the ones that we would take, the ones that we wouldn't. That's all the fun part of that process. Shout out to you guys. Also, over 20K subscribers already. Crazy. First year of the channel. Man, you guys are the best. If you are audio only, as we said, we do love you. It's just not enough to read the entire uh, the entire selection of picks there. So uh, if you are audio only, the uh, best way to get involved is, of course, on the YouTube comments. But on X and Instagram at Tampa Bay Trey at Connor J Rogers. You can hit us up there and we will, uh, we'll try to respond to all of those as well. Connor, you got anything else before we get out of here? Summed it up. Great fun exercise. Can't wait to read everybody's comments of what they want their team to do in round two, because we haven't done that yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready for Vegas, dude. We, uh, we're going to be back together again. The next time that you hear our voices here on this channel will probably be Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, just depending right. on the day that we have more open. Uh, it's going to need to be a little bit more fluid. Our topic is kind of up in the air. So if you guys want to comment, maybe what you're going to want to see, obviously we have the, the, the big game, the big game left here in this season, but a lot of people have turned the page over to the off season. I know some of you have mentioned, Hey, looking back at our draft grades that we gave initially, Fun. So for some of the teams, maybe we end up doing that exercise while we are in Vegas together. But we'd love to hear from you guys on what you want the topic of next week's show to be. We'll probably give you two again, but it'll probably be the same thing. Midweek episode and then end of the week episode to just let the mock draft breathe, let you guys uh, get to interact with that as much as possible. So um, yeah, you can look forward to that, but just want to let you guys know that one's coming at the middle of the week instead of the beginning of the week. I am Trevor Sycamore. That is Connor Rogers. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. See you guys next week.